welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. You ever get that feeling that you have disappointed someone badly? Mare feels that every time she comes home, mostly because she's never been able to land an apprenticeship that would hopefully help her family, bring in money, get some prestige. Looks like she's going to follow in her brother's footsteps and be conscripted into the army when she turns 18. All three of her older brothers were not able to escape through apprenticeships, and they each, in turn, over the years, have gone off to fight the Lakelanders. And it looks like Mare's turn is next. She realizes it's her lot in life, and she's not happy with it, but she's been preparing for it. Now, her younger sister, Gisa. Gisa has promise. She's already apprenticed, and she's doing very well. And luckily, so is her best friend. So at least she doesn't have to worry about them being conscripted. Still, she's not excited to be heading off to the war. In fact, she's pretty terrified. Still, she's not 18 yet, which means she still has some time to pick a few pockets and bring some things home to her parents, even though they always look at her askance at her ill-gotten goods. But today is arena day, and everyone who doesn't have a pass to keep working which means Mare, has to head off to the arena to see the Silvers compete. Because in Mare's world, things are determined by your blood, what color it is when you bleed. Mare and her family bleed red, but people that bleed silver have a privileged life. Not only that, but they have special powers. Powers they like to put on display to show just how powerful they are and how weak and powerless the reds are. So Mare picks a few pockets and heads off to the arena with Kilorn Warren, a fisherman's apprentice, a war orphan, and probably my only real friend. We used to beat each other up as children, but now that we're older and he's a foot taller than me, I try to avoid scuffles. He has his uses, I suppose, Reaching high shelves, for example? You're getting faster, he chuckles, shaking off my grip. Or you're getting slower. He rolls his eyes and snatches the apple out of my hand. Are we waiting for Gisa? he asks, taking a bite of the fruit. She has a pass for the day, working. Then let's get moving. Don't want to miss the show. And what a tragedy that would be. Mare, he teases, shaking a finger at me. This is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a warning, you dumb fool. But he's already walking off with his long strides, forcing me to almost trot to keep up. His gait weaves off balance. Sea legs, he calls them, though he's never been to far off sea. I guess long hours on his master's fishing boat, even on the river, are bound to have some effect. Like my dad, Killorn's father was sent off to war, but whereas mine returned missing a leg and a lung, Mr. Warren came back in a shoebox. Killorn's mother ran off after that, leaving her young son to fend for himself. He almost starved to death, but somehow kept picking fights with me. I fed him so that I wouldn't have to kick around a bag of bones. And now, ten years later, here he is. At least he's apprenticed and won't have to face the war. But soon after, tragedy strikes Killorn's world, and his master dies leaving him without an apprenticeship and bound for the war. 
Mayor can't stand the thought of Kaloran going off to war when he's never practiced for it, where he's never trained for it. So she decides to see if there's anything, anything she can do to keep him out. And it turns out the rebellion has a price for her. 2,000 crowns. More money than she's ever seen in her life. More money than she would probably be able to earn in an entire lifetime. But she realizes she has to try to earn it because she's got to save Kalorn. What she doesn't realize is that the path that she has just chosen to try to save him will put her on a path that will change her entire life. Red Queen by Victoria Aviard.